Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome, everyone. We're continuing our prosperity series, working through Edwin Gaines' book, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity. So I'd like to start with just a brief review which Reverend Larry has shared with us the last two weeks. In week one, Reverend Larry launched the series with Money Isn't Everything. And we learned an expanded definition of true prosperity. Edwin Gaines shares that in true prosperity, there are four things. First, a vitally alive physical body that provides a comfortable worldly home for the spiritual beings that we are. Second, she shares relationships that are harmonious, satisfying, honest, and work all the time. Third, work that we love so much that it isn't work, it's play. And fourth, all the money we can spend. So money isn't everything, but it does play a nice part in it. The second week, Reverend Larry shared law number one, and that is the law of tithing, where the spiritual practice of giving 10% of our income to that where we receive spiritual enrichment. Today, we're working with law two, and that is the art of gold setting, the practice of setting concrete, practical goals as a way of building a bigger bowl of acceptance so that we can receive more and more good that is flowing into our life. There's three specific things that we'll look at as we explore goal setting. First, recognizing we have a silent partner. Second, claiming our heartfelt desire. And third, moving into that place of directing our faith. We have to have a little faith in our silent partner and a little faith in ourself. And so that's where we're going today. So many of us have heard the term silent partner in a business world. It's a person who invests capital in a business but doesn't have day-to-day responsibilities in the operation of the business. And some of us may even have watched an episode or two of the phenomenon on TV called Shark Tank where the cast members are sharks. These are wealthy investors who are looking for businesses to invest their money. And individual business owners go into the shark tank, share their business proposal, hoping for a yes from one of the sharks. Well, I have great news. We already have a silent partner and we don't need to go into the shark tank. Our silent partner is not only wealthy, but wealth itself. Our silent partner is God, and God is all there is. Many of you have heard me share about the aha I had in foundations class when Reverend Larry was sharing the four perspectives of God. And when he got to the imminent God perspective, God is all there is, I went, that's it? 
that's it. That's the piece I've been missing all my life. This was worth every cent of tuition. The rest is gravy. And that was hour one of a 10-week class. <laughs> well, that was five years ago, and I'm still learning to live the truth of imminent God because when we really believe that God is all there is and we are of it, that means that anything that is the truth of God is true of us also. Ernest Holmes, founder of Religious Science, says whatever we say is true of God is true of our life. For our life and the life of God is not two, but one. So when we say that God is infinite possibility, that means that each of us is infinite possibility. When we say that there is lavish abundance, that means that's the truth of us. Anything that we say about the truth of God is true for us also. So when we experience or embrace this truth, then we can with confidence let go and cast away of any limitation. Well, I have a really fun story about how to exhibit confidence even in the face of doubt. In ministerial school, my first trip to San Diego, they said, bring jokes. And I was like, seriously, bring jokes? Well, being a dutiful student, I brought a joke, and I, there's one I love, and I want to share it with you. And it fits right here. There was a kindergarten teacher that assigned an art project to each of the students, and the students were busy in the classroom creating their art projects. And all the students were really engaged and excited. Some had finished and were already putting away their crayons and their paints and whatever else they had used. But he noticed that there was one little girl kind of off in a corner that was very intent with her art project. So he walked over to this little girl and he said, what are you drawing? And she said, I'm drawing a picture of God. And the kindergarten teacher said, well, there isn't anyone that knows what God looks like. Without missing a stroke of her crayon, she said, they will in a minute. <laughs> and this is when we truly embrace our silent partner with confidence, we can cast away limitation because all that God is is the truth of each of us. And that means that we can dare to claim our heart's desire. And I'd like to share with you what Edween calls a heart's desire. In her fabulous book, and we do have this in the Open Mind Bookstore, she says that a heart's desire is that longing of our heart. See, I don't have my glasses. Can you hand my... <laughs> it needs four eyes. I need four eyes here. Thank you. Okay, that longing of our heart, it's that thing that propels us forward into the life experiences required for an evolution of consciousness. Yes, Reverend Lynn, I picked this quote just for you because Reverend Lynn is my mentor that um, walked me through practitioner two and one day I was whining about something and she was disgusted. She said, Marilyn, 
It's about consciousness. So here's Ed Wein saying that when we embrace our heart's desire, it's about expanding our consciousness. Now she's very specific about how we can go about doing this. She said, our job is the what. Our job is the what. She said, get very clear on what you want and leave the how to your silent partner. That's God's job. How it comes about is God's job. Our job is to get really clear about the what. She also shares that this is a process that requires us to be willing to get quiet. Our silent partner, we're unable to hear that guidance and that wisdom if we keep ourselves so busy with so much noise of our daily activity, it requires that we be willing to take time out and get quiet. That we ask ourselves, what would the life of my dream look like? And then we get quiet. We let our silent partner bring forward that wisdom that resides within. It's already within. So in what way are we willing to carve out time in our day to get really quiet, to allow our silent partner to do its job, to guide us, to direct us? The second thing that she shares is that we need to remember that God's law, God is love. And so a heart's desire comes from that place of love. For love is the highest vibration. And when we're coming from a place of love, our heart's desire becomes a mighty, mighty magnet. Because love is very, very powerful. So we hear in Science of Mind that change your thinking, change your life. It's thoughts plus feeling equals demonstration, and love is a supercharger. So when we're coming from our heart's desire and that place of love, get ready, because you have a really powerful magnet that's going, sending out into the world and attracting right back to you all this good that already exists. It means we need a really big bowl of acceptance. The next thing she says is that we need to be willing to do things that we've never done before. That we need to be willing to swim in a larger and larger arena. And that means getting out of our comfort zone, it means taking risks, and it means facing our fear. Well, here's what that looked like for me at one time. I was in a relationship with an economist who worked at the Federal Reserve Bank in Minneapolis. And he received an invitation to be a guest professor at Brown University. And so one night over dinner, he's sharing with me that he's accepting this guest professorship. And I was like, well, the relationship was moving to kind of the serious standpoint. I thought, well, you know, I could go to Boston. I have friends in Boston. And that way on weekends, maybe we could really see if this relationship is working. And that's what we decided to do. Well, he left a couple of weeks earlier so that he could be on, on campus for all the preschool activities. And when I got ready to leave, I loaded up my car and I called him and I said, so how do I get to Boston? And he said, oh, you just get on I-94 East and it'll take you right into Boston. I went, okay. I took his word for it. 
I got on I-94 East and I started heading towards Boston. Well, I got to Chicago. Six lanes of traffic, it's dark, it's rush hour traffic, and I got lost. I'm looking for signs to Boston in Chicago. And I'm like, well, where's the sign to Boston? And there wasn't one, and of course I took a wrong turn and I got lost. So I stopped and asked for help. And this was at a time when there were actually gas station attendants that would come out and wash your windshield. So I'm kind of dating myself here. Well, this gentleman came out and he said, how may I help you? And I said, how do I get to Boston? He looked at me, he goes, what's wrong with Chicago? And I said, nothing is wrong with Chicago, but I'm going to Boston. So he said, well, all right, honey. He said, show me your map. Pale look, what map? This total look of disbelief came over his face and he said, oh, honey, this one's on the house. <laughs> Went and he got me a map and he showed me how to get back on the interstate. Now, I agree that having a map made it easier for me to see where I was going. So goal setting, I think, is kind of like that map. It's, a, it's divine guidance, one step at a time. The relationship tanked out, and I was back in Minneapolis by February, but I will never forget that I trusted this guy when he said, oh, just get on I-94 East and it'll take you right to Boston. But you know what? My heart's desire was in the right place and I was divinely guided. So you too, whatever your heart's desire is, we get clear on the what, we come from a place of love, and then we allow that divine guidance to work in our life. That's the way we can get to ever-increasing levels of good in our life, which brings me to directing our faith. We hear a lot about faith and have a little faith in me. That was so perfect. What if, what if I'm in a place and I'm saying, I'm not really sure what my heart's desire is. What if I'm in a place where I don't necessarily trust myself and I don't necessarily trust my silent partner? I don't really trust that I might be getting, a, like in the shark tank, I'm out, when really that can't ever happen with our silent partner. What if we don't really trust that? Well, I'm encouraging us to develop a spiritual practice called Written Daily Intentions. This comes from Emma Curtis Hopkins, the metaphysical teacher of teachers. She says there is a good for you and you ought to have it. And so she said, what good are you willing to let into your life? She said, every single morning, write out what your intention for your good is. I know it works. Every day I write in my journal, my intention for my most high good is, and I write it out. And I can tell you that it absolutely takes the stress of a really, really busy day away. Some of you may remember that our original Heart Center Connection Circle facilitators training was going to be September 18th. And it got moved because some of us weren't able to be here. It got moved to October 2nd. Well, I had requested October 18th off from my job. 
but I forgot to request October 2nd off. So on the morning of October 2nd, as I sat down for my morning spiritual practice, I looked at my day and I went, whoa, this is a bit much. Here is what I wrote. My intention for my most high good today is to fulfill Connection Circle's Heart Center team training. All activities flow with ease. I am fully prepared and keep training time on track. We complete role plays and Benedict out at 2.30 p.m. A full team of people <clears throat> help put the room to its original form. I travel safely to and from the center with ease, knowing God, the infinite intelligence, goes before me and makes the crooked places straight. I arrive on time at work. The evening flows with ease. All is well. When I got home from work that night and I started my journal, I wrote DEMONSTRATION in all capital letters, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I've never seen that upstairs classroom be put back in place so fast. By 3 o'clock, we were all out of here. The door was locked. I have never seen on MLK no traffic at the bridge in the middle of Sunday afternoon. There was no traffic. I went right around that um, on-ramp and all lanes were moving. There was nothing stopped. I got home, I had time to feed my dog, walk my dog, and I punched in with one minute to spare. The evening was with ease and all was well. So do I know it works? Absolutely. This is a technique that we can use to help build our trust in our silent partner and to build our trust in ourself. We can dare to ask for that which we need, that which we want. And as we get clearer and clearer and see more and more of the personal yeses, we begin to dare to pull that dream that we've had on the back burner off the back burner, pull it forward, and give it to our silent partner. We claim it. We say, yes, I have a silent partner, always says yes to me. This is my possibility right here, right now. So you can see where I'm going with our at-home assignment. And that is that I'm encouraging, I'm inviting each person to this week, every morning, sit down and write out my intention for my most high good is. And it might be that the contractors show up on time, that my day flows with ease. It might be that unexpected income flows to cover this certain bill. It might be that I travel to and from in Portland traffic. Whatever it is, put it down. And that at the end of the day, Take a look at the personal yes you are getting from your silent partner. So that's our at-home activity. So just as a recap, we have a silent partner. It's not only wealthy, it is wealth itself. It is infinite possibility, and it never, ever says, I'm out. It always says yes, that we can claim our heart's desire. It's our job to define the what. Let the how be done by our silent partner. And then we build our trust in self and trust in our silent partner with daily written 
intentions. This is that part of have a little faith in me. It's not only faith in our silent partner, it is faith in ourself. It's trust in ourself that yes, we are this unlimited possibility and whatever is our heart's desire is a yes. So let's begin by naming and claiming our heart's desire and let's just see how it works this week. So let us pray. Right here in this expansive moment of time, which is really the now, the power, the presence expressing right here, right now. It is that infinite mind, that infinite intelligence filled with infinite possibility for God is the lavish, unfailing substance of the universe that flows freely in through and as all creation. I know it to be the truth of my life that anything that is of God is the same quality within me, for I am of this infinite intelligence, this infinite possibility. And as I know it to be the truth of my life, I know it to be the truth of each person here, the life that is expressing in through and as each person is that individualized expression of the infinite. So I claim and affirm and I speak my word for and about this coming week that each person dares, gets bold and says yes to their heart's desire. They begin to build trust in self by writing out their daily intention. There is a heightened awareness of the very personalized nature of the yes that their silent partner sends. For there is a knowingness that the silent partner, God, infinite possibility, always says yes. So in this space and time, there is unlimited, infinite possibility and there is an opening in each person's heart and mind to allow ever-increasing levels of that good to flow. There is no fear, no doubt, no uncertainty. For God is lavish abundance. God always says yes. There is a knowingness that God never, ever says, I'm out. God is the skin in the game, and we are of it and it is ours to claim. And so I am so grateful for this truth that God is all there is, God is infinite possibility, God always says yes, and that that is the truth of each person's life here. And I release my word into the activity and action of the law, knowing that the law is the eternal servant of spirit and always says yes. So with complete conviction, together we say, and so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. 
If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.